I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back to the Statman Day Football Podcast. This is episode 47. Today we're going to talk the news, then move on to a bit of transfer talk, which hopefully will make a... Make it a bit of a thing on a Tuesday to talk transfers, you know, cover the weekend's uh, rumours and so forth. And then, of course, we're going to talk about the Real Madrid B-team that beat Sporting Gijon at the weekend three goals to two. Only caught up on that game today. It was a pretty, cr- was a bit of a cracker. So going to give you my thoughts on that game and talk about the, the B-team and which players um, Premier League uh, clubs should be picking out of that team to, you know, bring to the Premier League that could be an instant star. And then finish off with some Champions League previews. But first up, let's do the news. So, congratulations to Brighton and Albion who are officially promoted to the Premier League. An incredible achievement from Chris Hewton's men that have done very, very well in the Championship this season. Anthony Knockhart, their key man with 15 goals and 8 assists from right midfield, could be a real asset for uh, Brighton of Albion in the Premier League. When Leicester got promoted, I thought that Knockhart was better than Mahrez was a better player from the you know the action that I'd seen in Knockhart playing in the, the championship compared to Mahrez but obviously Mahrez did blow up and went on to the season to sort of lift Leicester to win the title but Knockhart could be a danger man for Brighton next season maybe a great shout for fant- fantasy football players out there so maybe sign him up in other news Harry Redknapp has been appointed manager of Birmingham City cue the memes cue the Nico uh, Crankyar coming to Birmingham Jermaine Defoe pick up the phone and all this rubbish but it's an interesting one Birmingham who um, had appointed Gianfranco Zola after sacking Gary Rowett, who had done an excellent job at Birmingham. Uh, Very, very strange. Zola came in and just did a terrible job. They are currently sitting, you know, just above the relegation zone from Rowett's job, who pretty much kept them afloat, kept them mid-tables, was building for for playoffs, for promotion. They sacked, I just don't know why. But Hiron coming in should steady the ship with some good signings and you know, allowing the players a bit more freedom that they might not have seen under Gianfranco Zola. But, it, you know, it's an interesting one and obviously he's got to keep them up and survived in the championship. Moving on to other news, the head of the Saudi refereeing, of course, our friend Mark Clattenberg, has announced that the Saudi FA will be allowing uh, video refereeing from the start of next season in the Saudi Pro League, which is a real interesting move. Um, you know, it's where the game needs to go and it's interesting that the Saudis are the first guys to pick it up with obviously Mark Clattenberg being the main leader there. Um, other things that broke out today, Xabi Alonso expe- explained this falling out with Rafa Benitez at Liverpool due to him not being allowed to uh, attend his child's birth. It was an interesting one. Liverpool had a game 
game uh, against Inter Milan away and Alonso's wife was going into labour and he asked his manager whether he could be excused from the trip um, and the birth of his child and he'd make the trip later on and be, be fine for the game but you know, fell out with Rafa over that situation. Um, Alonso decided to stay, obviously against his manager's wishes, and apparently that was the end of their relationship at Liverpool. In other news, two years ago today, Leicester City were beating Swansea City 2-0 in the Premier League to move bottom off the table. And tonight they play Atletico Madrid in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. How you can change things in just 24 little months. Interesting for anyone that you know wants to achieve something big in their life. Think Leicester City, a great motivator. And finally, Diego Simeone, who's got some interesting thoughts on the uh, extra 30 minutes in the Champions League. Um, no one can ask me why the away teams have an extra 30 minutes to score a goal with double value. So the question really comes, should the goals in extra time be worth double for the away teams? Probably not. It's a very good point from Simeone because obviously there is the 90 minutes at home, the 90 minutes away. But if the second leg is played away and your, your goals are worth double, it's a little bit silly. Maybe that's something that um, UEFA should look into and maybe change the rule to being away goals in the 120 minutes. And then the uh, you know the added time is pretty much, you know, it's flat, it's, it's equal and so forth. So it could be an interesting one from Simeone. But anyway, let's get to transfer talk. So the big news that is dominating all transfer news at the moment, that is Eden Hazard to Real Madrid. Turn off Chelsea fans right now because potentially this could be on. There's been a lot of rumours that have been going out around, the you know rumours from uh, the Dario goal over in Spain, talking about how uh, Florentino Perez has, has reportedly given the go-ahead for a £100 million world record move for Eden Hazard. Other reports saying that there's already an agreement in place that comes from the Dom uh, Ballon. And of course, Karen, Karen Benzema starting off with the players chatting about Eden Hazard saying it'd be a good signing for the Spanish Giants, which is a real interesting interesting one it's sort of like the Barcelona like the Real Madrid way of oh this player's playing quite well let's talk about him in the press let's you know let's start working this let's start working this little manoeuvre here so it's an interesting one but it kind of looks like Eden Hazard may be off to Real Madrid the interesting part there is how does he fit in with Real's system at the moment playing a 4-3-3 the great midfield you're not going to break up that Casemiro, Cruz and Modric up to the front three Bale, Benzema, Ronaldo you know where does he fit in there potentially if uh, you know that Real could switch to a four-two-three-one. maybe drop one of their centre mids which would be a bit silly because they've got great balance in there maybe play someone like Casemiro and Tony Cruz with um, a three behind Benzema of Ronaldo Bale and Azard. or potentially where I think they might go is to a four-three-three with Ronaldo through the middle We've seen Ronaldo evolve for his career from tricky winger to inside forward that used to carry the ball and score from range to ultimate goal scorer at rail, like pretty much a, a you know a poacher playing out wide. So maybe this is a natural move. Could play as sort of a false nine for Real Madrid, you know, drifting to the flanks, opening up that space for Hazard and Bale to get into the box. But for me, it's an interesting move, a real interesting move. I think Real could maybe do with a centre-back a bit more, maybe strengthen again at full-back maybe, at right-back, at left-back, you know, considering Marcelo. Um, Carvajal the replacements that have come in Quantrao and uh, Danilo haven't really been up to scratch so maybe that could be an option but Hazard if they want to get him they probably will get him and it would be potentially Ronaldo moving through the middle so that's the first little bit of transfer talk done and dusted second of course we've got to talk about Lukaku on the move potentially this summer um, not signing a new deal at Everton only 18 months left at the end of this season 
Uh, it's going to be an interesting one. The Liverpool Echo stating that uh, Everton have slapped a hundred million pound price tag on the twenty-three-year-old, which is an interesting bargaining position. But given the wealth of Manchester United and Chelsea, probably a quite, quite clever thing to do for Liverpool in terms of where he'd fit. I think it comes down to what I've said before. It depends on where Zlatan's going to be and where Costa's going to be next season. You know, the whole uh, fallout with Costa and Conte over January over a move to China. Maybe they've maybe Conte basically said to him in the in the back room in the dressing room, "You play for the end of the season. We win this title, and then we'll sell you. Then we'll." Move Move on, you know. Give us a summer to, um, you know, find a player. Costa's said many times that he wants to move back to Atletico. His relationship with Diego Simeone was fantastic, and that. Imagine if they kept Griezmann, Diego Costa up top. That is a, you know, a Champions League winning side uh, with the rest of it, all their defence and the midfield that's so sorted. Maybe this striker is the only thing that um, Atletico need to be properly dominant in the Champions League, but. If Costa does go back to Atletico or move to China for a, a wedge of money, you know, linking up with his old pals Oscar out there, maybe um, it could be an interesting one for Chelsea to move to Lukaku, former Chelsea player. Kind of was you know, not pushed out, but didn't really work under Mourinho. Left left the club, so it could be quite nice for him to go to somewhere where he's where he's been before. Romelu Lukaku joined Chelsea from Anderlecht, aged 18, following some unbelievable scoring records uh, in the Belgium league. And it could be an interesting one for him to move back. Costa goes out, Lukaku comes in. Slightly different player to Diego Costa, you know, more of a poacher, more of this sort of like new age poacher that's so built, so strong, so good at rolling people. Um, and I think he'd improve under Conte in terms of his work rate off the ball. I think his uh, overall play would just, uh, you know, be improved in this Chelsea team. So it could be a very, very good option for Lukaku to go back to somewhere where he's comfortable in a league that he's been scoring goals alternatively to Manchester United playing under Mourinho who did sell him at Chelsea so maybe that is a negative for uh, Lukaku to go but he is a you know he's now 23 he's now ready to be in that first team and Mourinho would trust him uh, if Zlatan's not there but would make 100% sense Lukaku so good at putting the ball in the back of the net something that United have lacked this season Zlatan's chance conversion is around 17% in the Premier League this season Lukaku's around 33% so again it's going to massively upgrade Manchester United's attack and put some more goals into the back of the net. Arguably, United need to improve their goals from midfield as well, but Lukaku could be a start there. But yeah, the news is that Lukaku will be on the move in the summer. And finally, let's talk about Inter Milan, who reportedly in advance talks to sign 22-year-old Chelsea target Domenico Barabi, who's had a pretty terrible season with injury this, just been ravaged, absolutely taken him apart, hasn't played that many minutes for Sassuolo, but a very, very talented young Italian winger. Comfortable playing behind the striker as a striker on the left-hand side, on the right-hand side, and he's very comfortable at cutting in on that left foot from the right wing, where he's played some of his best up for Sassuolo in a 4-3-3. So for Inter Milan side, could instantly upgrade them in an attacking sense, whether he plays as a second striker behind Icardi, with Perisic on one side, maybe uh, Kandreva on the other, and of course, maybe Eva Benega playing a little bit more deeper, like he did at uh, Sevilla in the week when Unai Emery played the weaker sides. So it could be a very, very good option for Inter Milan, who have a lot of money with the Sun in group coming in, the Chinese, um, you know, massively bankrolling into Milan and AC Milan, obviously the takeover last week that we spoke about, but could be a very good move for Barabi, who needs a little bit of luck given his injury record this season maybe in some land will be a new situation for him to play football but it seems like there is a feeling at Inter that they want to become the rivals to Juventus with all this money they're spending with uh, obviously Stefan Pioli in there but they think they need a few more players to break down these weaker opponents you've seen the, uh, they lost to Sampdoria Crotona in the last few weeks so they've got to be winning those games and someone like Dominic Barabio has an elite level of goal scoring and assisting at his age you know, he was, when he was uh, before he was 21 
I remember him having the best record of any player in Europe's top five leagues, ahead of Raheem Sterling, who was massively killing in that age group. Barabi was the guy at the top. Massive fan. I think he's a very technical, gifted player. Liking him a little bit to Del Piero at the start of his career. You know, can cut in, can finish, can create, can pretty much do everything. So Inter Milan have got a star there, and potentially Pioli can um, evolve this 4-2-3-1 he's playing at the moment, with uh, Barabi playing as a sort of second striker, Eva Benegra a little bit deeper in midfielder. More, more goals to support, of course, Icardi. But anyway, that's enough for the transfer talk. Let's move on to talk about the Real Madrid B team. So Real Madrid B played Sporting Gijon away at the weekend. They won three goals to two with one man running the show and that's Isco. It's interesting though, Real Madrid and Zinedine Zidane have done so well to rotate his side this season uh, in different competitions, but also to give his players you know, a rest for the Champions League. You know, He rested the likes of Tony Cruz, rested the likes of Modric, Gareth Bale, Benzema, Ronaldo. Um, the only player that really that's in the first team that starts is captain Sergio Ramos, who's been so good this season, you might as well play him for every single every single game against uh, Sporting Gijon was fantastic. I love how Ramos breaks out from centre-back and becomes a DM when teams counter attack on rail sort of goes to the ball and usually wins it but it's fantastic it's creating the Italian defensive structure of a 3-1 a three one in a way that they love to, to drop into and Real Madrid is so good at dealing with that considering their, their wide players don't do much work it usually does fall to the DM either Casemiro or Ramos when he's playing this advanced role when there's more of a ball player in uh, Kovacevic in front of him he needs to be aggressive and needs to step out and did it so well against Sporting Gijon it's part of the no Nacho and a bit of a, a bit of a sloppy game um, you could m- maybe Stick both for the goals that round. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Which conceded on uh, Nacho, the first goal, a clip ball over his head um, and a solid finish from the Sporting Gijon striker, but there was no pressure on the ball. But Nacho lost his man, a deep ball from attacking midfield over his over his head and, you know, a simple finish. But it was one of those things where Nacho went a little bit asleep, didn't react to the ball over the top. The second goal as well, um, you know, a, a deep free kick that was clipped into the box. Sergio Ramos lost, uh, you know, one of the only headers he lost into the game. But then the ball came into the danger zone. You expect Nacho to win the header. But unfortunately, the Sporting Gijon man again won the ball 
all. Two goals that potentially could be seen as Nacho errors, which is a little bit worrying for the game against uh, Bayern Munich with Lewandowski back in the fray. But moving on to the players we want to talk about. So this B team is, is fascinating. Um, the players that I want to speak about Basically, the players that I think will be on the market in the summer, that is Morata, that is Isco, that is James Rodriguez, and that is Danilo. All three players had a, you know different performances. Well, let's start by talking about Isco, who was brilliant. Isco, for me, is pretty much the next Andres Iniesta. He's so like the Spanish legend, the way that he carries the ball on his right foot, little touches, great. It has the Iniesta, you know, the Iniesta where... He's taking somebody on. It's a quick flip from your right foot to your left foot. Open yourself up, you pass the player. It's just that quick foot, left foot, right foot, round the guy. And Isco's so good at that. And we saw that with his goal. A fantastic touch uh, inside the box. little flick from his uh, right foot onto his left foot. Round one man. And then the Iniesta trick. Left foot, right foot. And then a lovely curled shot. Fantastic quality finish. But he was so good at receiving the ball in the inside left channel. Two play, make two great chances for his fullbacks. Two great chances for the players ahead of him. A fantastic brilliant play but I love his hold up play outside the area very patient in what he's doing waits for the correct opportunity to either play the through ball to the winger or play the through ball to the fullback overlapping and that's what Real Madrid do in this 4-3-3 they wait they're very very patient when they're attacked when they're not counter-attacking their patience is incredible the tempo is quite slow they wait for the moment to go and then Isco is the, was the guy against Sporting Gijon who was finding that correct pass to the wide players um, to play them through it was an interesting change though at half time from Zinedine Zidane that switched Isco from left central midfielder to right central midfielder which was very confusing considering how well Isco was combining in that first half on that left hand side with Asensio and Fabio Contral he pushed out James Rodriguez that side Nisco didn't really get into the game it took him about 10-15 minutes to get back into the game um, with Z- Zidane and Real Madrid chasing the game throwing James Rodriguez further up the pitch Isco just again roamed and picked up the ball in those wonderful little areas there was a brilliant moment where he picked up the ball from deep um, pulled out a lovely little bit of trickery and then went on an amazing run a bit beat about five guys it was incredible and then you know stopped in the penalty area by one of their centre-backs but Isco what talent what ability to go around the man and his goal that won the game, cracking Marcelo, little pass into his feet. And a lovely Harry Kane-esque shot to the bottom left corner. Man of the match by a country mile. And his stats were absolutely redonkulous. In the game, Real Madrid versus Sporting Gijon in La Liga. Isco. So he scored the most goals on the pitch, completed the most dribbles, completed the most passes and had the most touches. A fantastic performance from the Spanish playmaker. His game by numbers, brilliant. Two goals from two shots. Ten dribbles completed. 92 passes with a 95% pass accuracy and 118 touches. An incredible display. And if Isco is the guy that potentially is on the move this summer, again with his deal reportedly running out in 2018, any club in Europe should be looking at Isco and being like, let's get this guy, let's sign this guy up. He's too good to be sat on this Real Madrid B team. He needs to be starting uh, games. You think about his impact they had against Villarreal when uh, you know Real Madrid were trailing. Zinedine Zidane brought him on as an attacking midfielder, changed their game there, ran the game against Sporting Gijon. Fantastic talent. Any club around Europe that needs a, either a attacking left midfielder or a central attacking midfielder or a central midfielder in a four-three-three. Isco is your man. Listen to this right now. Get those bids in. Incredible. But moving on to the players, James Rodriguez, who was very lazy for the first goal. Playing central midfield doesn't really suit James. James is a, is a, you know, he's sort of an attacking midfielder that does drift to create these crossing opportunities, but also likes to shoot at goal from range. In central midfield, defensively not good enough. And we saw that for this first goal. Didn't put the pressure on the ball. The ball was clipped over the top of the defence and obviously Sporting Gijon scored. Not aggressive enough, not good enough to play central midfield for Zidane. That's why he's in this B team, not in the A team. 
The first moment that he really came alive was around 53 minutes. Again, just a classic Hammers Rodriguez little shift and shot from the edge of the area. But did put a number of great balls in, especially from wide free kicks um, and from the wide areas. So it was an interesting move from Zidane to switch them up. Uh, him and Isco up in central midfield putting that left because he, he produced a little bit but it was just Isco was just doing it better in the first half um, from open play I think he had 11 crosses created two chances from there so he is a little bit wasteful from crossing he isn't the best he can ever see but he can put a good ball into the penalty area if you were to sign him you've got to play him as a number 10 you've got to think about Colombia how they played at the World Cup you've got to think about how he's played his best football that is as a, as a number 10 but not as a playmaking number 10 a very direct number 10 that's going to get shots on goal and going to score you goals in the Premier League so yeah, any side that needs a ten um, could be very you know, a good fit. Maybe at Juve, if um, the likes of Dybala stolen from Allegri this summer, could be pretty interesting. Other players, Morata obviously playing up front, scoring a good goal, dominated in the air, consistently beat his uh, opposite man when the ball was crossed into the box. But kind of his his finishing wasn't good enough for his head. It just wasn't. Um, you know, he potentially could have scored a hat trick. There was a number of good balls put in. Danilo who we'll talk about in a second, put two fantastic balls into the box and he scored one, missed another. But arguably was ruled out um, for a goal that was should have been allowed for offside. So could have got two goals against Sporting Gijon, which would have made the result a little bit more comfortable. But I think he needs to leave. He needs to play consistent football and he's not getting that at Real Madrid. And with Hazard coming in, as we spoke about before, it's time for Morata to move on to potentially Chelsea, potentially back to Juve, wherever. He just needs to leave Real. It was a pretty bad mistake for his career to move back to Real to sit on the bench. But... You know, very, very good B team. Moving on to Danilo, the last guy we're going to touch on, who was fantastic for Porto when he was there. He was better than uh, than uh, Alexandro, but he's not hit that form. He's not had the run of games. Carval is just a better fullback than him, unfortunately, in an attacking sense and a defensive sense. But he put two cracking balls in that I mentioned before from the same sort of areas, just um, outside the penalty area. Lovely clip balls in with his right foot. Uh, grabbed an assist, created four chances and made six tackles, winning 33%. So it could be an asset um, as a fullback for any side, but needs to play a lot of football. And that's the thing with a lot of these players. The likes of James Rodriguez, the likes of Morata, the likes of Danilo, need to have game time. Isco is just a step above, a lot more quality. So could, you know, could get in the a team now but the other guys need to get that momentum built through but that B team would do well I reckon it'd come fourth in the Liga um, that team you know the the players that I've mentioned uh, along with Asensio Vasquez the youngsters um, and Castile in goal it's a, it's a great side and it's a side that would do well in the Premier League potentially get top four in the Premier League but is a top top quality team but Isco the man you've got to look out in the summer if you want to get a creative central midfielder fantastic performance again from the Spanish international 25 years old coming to the peak of his career it may be time for Barcelona to replace Andres Iniesta with Isco you heard it here first let's move on to the Champions League previews then to finish off today's podcast first up Barcelona versus Juve the game in the first leg Cracking game, three goals to nil. Dybala stealing the show from attacking midfield, drifting left, drifting right, combining with Cadrado, combining with Mario Mandzukic. Very, very top, top display. Barcelona created a few chances, but they just weren't at their best. It's going to be interesting. Enrique will go back to this 3-6-1. Neymar had a rest at the weekend. Um, potentially Mascarano misses, which is a big, big blow. Who's going to play this right central midfield role in the, the back three? But they've done it. They scored six goals at home against PSG. They can definitely beat this Juve team. And with Dybala out for um, Juve and with obviously Fazer out as well uh, with a long-term knee injury, maybe they'll lack a direct dribbler. And Allegri had to play his, well, played his first team in terms of the attacking four players and his two central midfielders did rotate the guys at the back but did play that those front 
six players. Maybe they'll be a bit tired for this game because it was a strange one with you know them being eight points clear over Roma. Um, it was a weird one that Allegri did go with his strongest front six players. You know that is Iguain up front, the attacking mids behind him, uh, Dybala, Mandzukic. And of course, uh, Quadrado. It was a weird one to see him play that those front guys, and as well with um, Marquisio playing in central midfield with uh, Pjanic. Maybe Kadir is the only guy you're not seeing first team there, but it was an odd one from Allegri. Juve need a little bit more depth up top. Without Faser, their squad is a little bit thin because they were doing perfect to come in. Barcelona uh, beat Real Sociedad three goals to two at the weekend again, playing there pretty much their their first team minus Andres Iniesta. So it's going to be a cracking game. The midfield is going to be so pivotal. That midfield control, Iniesta, Rakitic and Busquets is going to be so crucial to controlling this game against Juve. I think Barca can do it. I want Barca to do it. But my head says Juve are going to get the away goal and it's going to be 3-1 to Barca. Juve to go through to the semi-finals and beat this cracking Barcelona team, which is going to be sad, the end of the Luis Enrique team, uh, season. I'm going to be supporting uh, Barcelona, but Juve are going to go through. Moving over to the tie, the hipster tie. Uh, let's hope there's no you know, other issues, that you know, bombs or anything like that before the game. Obviously, the sad uh, moments in the, the, the first leg. Monaco versus Dortmund, it's going to be a cracker. Dortmund, though, are going to have to score five goals, maybe. Monaco always score three. They always score three goals this season. That is their average. They're sticking to it like absolute troopers. With Mbappe, with Falcao, with Silva, with Lamar, they're going to score goals at home. Dortmund just need to outscore them. This is going to be a cracker. I'm going to go 3-2 to Monaco. I think it's going to be the same score as the first leg. Going to be a lot of goals. Sidibe's the only miss for uh, Monaco. Uh, Yardin was quite clever at the weekend. Did, did bring um, Torre off. Uh, and gave him a little bit of rest. So I think he played about 50-odd minutes. Uh, with Fabinho out, though, that is a big miss. He was cracking in that first leg. So many key tackles he won inside his penalty area or key interceptions inside his own penalty area that we've seen time and time again for Fabinho when he's playing this holding role for this Monaco team. So uh, Moutinho will come in and partner Bakayoko. Maybe what I'd do is that if I was um, him as I'd reserve Bakayoko a little bit more, tell him to hold a bit more, tell him to sit, give him the Fabinho role, let Joe Moutinho play the box-to-box role and try and see out this game, but they will hit Dortmund on the counter-attack for fun. Dortmund at the weekend did beat Eintracht Frankfurt, three goals to one. Marco Royce coming back from injury and grabbing a goal. Socrates scoring an absolute banger. It's going to be a cracking game. Pulisic has to start. They've got to go for it. They've got to go for the you know the 3-4-3 the three, three. from the start. Pulisic has his right wing back. A back three of um, Socrates, Bender and Piszczek, um, Schmelzer, left wing back, uh, Weigl and Sahin in central midfield, and then the front three of Usman, Dembele, Kagar and Aubameyang and then Royce from the bench could be a massive impact. This game's going to be a corker. So, so excited. Anyway, guys, that's been that for the Statman Dave football podcast for today. I hope you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed talking about the games. I'm so excited right now. I can hear my voice. I'm excited. Sorry about being too hyped. Um, if you don't like me speaking too quick, apologies. But anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you should subscribe and drop a review on iTunes. I'll be reading the best out on Friday. Till then, till tomorrow. See you later. Au revoir. C'est vous play. Bye-bye.